NBA Australia, how are you going? How you going? It's NBA Australia, it's Friday. TGIF, am I right? Big fuck it Friday show for you today, March 25th, all day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown and all the ins and outs of the NBA season. I'm in my uh, back in the Spreewell jersey today. Got a bit warm. I <laughs> love that. Uh, we're here repping Australia a bit. That's all we do. Big show today, though. Chris Paul's back. Jar's out for two more weeks. Paul George is practicing. And Nike and uh, Kobe Bryant's estate came to an understanding to make a shit ton of money. So uh, we've got all five of today's games covered in the NBA Australia Game Rats. We had two West contenders going hammer and tongs. That was awesome. And a bunch of blowouts. Uh, but we can talk about all that. With well, that's not a knife. Oh, mate, no, mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. Dickhead of the week. Yeah, now nah, the up of the opinion of the day. And our back take house. Where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, no Australian player watch today because there were no Aussies involved in any of the games. Though we do have a fun Luke Longley award for the role player who just does his bloody job. Uh, and we've got the previews and picks for the entire weekend. And we'll finish up with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams. Sound good? Good. Then let's bloody well go. Fuck it Friday, episode 782 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. You better. Better watch out for the, uh, what was it? The, uh, who they, Arkansas attack. Hashtag college Australia. Hashtag NCAA Australia. (laughs) Arkansas knocked off the Zags. Hilarious vibes. They're just never going to win, are they? Poor Zags. Uh, And Coach K got through. That's nice. Good on him. Weirdo. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. Usually me complaining. And the Daily Whip around. CB3, he was back. His bung thumb is all good. He played awesome today as well. And the OG Ananobi was also back for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, one of those surprisingly important cogs on the raps. Where it's one of those things you sort of think about it, he just does a little bit of everything. And as soon as they got him back, they absolutely dismantled the Cavs today. Awesome times. Uh, as mentioned at the top, Kobe. Uh, Kobe Bryant's estate. Uh, his wife, Vanessa. Uh, basically, they've reached a new contract with Nike, which is kind of neat because it's been, what, a year? And uh, basically since the, it elapsed and they've been negotiating, seemingly. So there's been no new Kobe since then. Uh, what is it? The Zoom Kobe and uh, the first new one they're going to have is the Kobe 6 Pro, Pro <coughs> Potro Mamba Sweeter 16. Uh, Mamba Sweeter Sweet 16. There you go. Uh, which will honor Gigi Bryant, uh, their daughter. So pretty cool. All the proceeds will benefit the Mamba and Mamba Sweeter Sports Foundation as well. Look, I love it with this is uh, sort of, you know, laid out. It's like, yeah, we're going to make a shit ton of money. But as long as it goes to something that's worthwhile, we're happy. Um, there's also some good points. It's like, well, okay, is it going to be like kind of, you know, affordable. Are they not and they're not gonna limit the numbers <laughs> like they have done in the past if it's gonna go to benefit the sports foundation? That'd be kinda nice, wouldn't it? Talk about the Kobe's again later. Ah, uh, Paul George That's right. Joe Ingalls' son uh participating in his first Clippers practice in more than three months. 
And he's going to try to return prior to the start of the uh, playoffs, which is kind of neat. He hasn't played since December 22. And he's in the next phase of his rehab, basically. You know, he's got the torn ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow. Uh, he's not going to play against the Sixers tomorrow. Uh, but he has been cleared for practice, so that's kind of cool. And pretty massive here, the Clippers. So pretty big news, I'm just saying. Because they've kept their heads above water against, like, all the odds. They're cruising along. They're in the play-in. And they might get Paul George back. They might get Norm! Norm Powell back. And they might get Kawaii. <laughs> back as well. That'd be amazing. So they're firmly in the eight spot. Uh, you know, obviously, clearly hanging on tenterhooks about who ends up at the seven spot for the play-in. But the Clippers got to be feeling pretty good about themselves. I would absolutely love, though, like the Clippers to lose, the Lakers to somehow beat the Pelicans in the 9-10 matchup, and then we have a battle of LA. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, it would, Jimmy. Yeah, it would. That'd be good, bro. Yeah, sick, man. <laughs> Sweet. And the last bit of news, Ja Morant. Uh, he's out for at least another two weeks, which stinks. Because, uh, look, I love me some Ja Morant. Watching Ja Morant is awesome. But here we go. Is at least for another two weeks. They're going to reevaluate it. Basically, they're just kind of like, yeah, look, it's not great. So uh, sit and hang out. <laughs> and obviously, the news from yesterday about Kyrie, that's all official now. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, made his announcement today, basically to hope, you know, implicate uh, all baseball fans before opening day. And then going, oh, yeah, the Nets too. They're here. Sure. Right, let's do some game wraps from today. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. That's right, the game wraps, Toronto. Schmocked the Cavs in the end, 117-104. What a game this was. Pascal Sikipsiakam, from the get-go, outscored the rest of his team in the first quarter. Uh, was shooting the shit out of it, and it got the Raptors going when they were uh, in Struggleville as well. Like, good to see uh, Chris Bobby Boucher smashing in threes as well. But they really outmuscled the Cavs in this one. And kind of put their hand on their head as they sort of, you know, with your little brother, you put your hand on the head, keep them at uh, arm's length, and they're swinging away underneath your arm, but they can't reach you. That's what it felt like. Uh, the bench for the Raps was really good in both halves. Really, really sort of came to play. Um, my favorite thing, I think, with the Raptors is, like, when Siakam's on, god damn, they are fun to watch because they move the ball. Like, Scotty Barnes is, like, a great little fulcrum, a great hub. Fred Van Vliet's happy to, like, keep it moving. And like he, I think Fred Van Vliet only took like nine shots today. But god damn, they were just so efficient and so good. Moving the ball. Like Precious couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn, but like they kept feeding him. He's like, oh, that's nice. Uh, the Cavs, meanwhile, look, they're leaning on Mobley to do everything on D, and it's sort of uh it's a bit much for the young man. Uh it's also it sort of shows the sort of holes in this Cavs team with Without Jared Allen out there, suddenly you're like, oh, we've got Lowry, that's a girl's name, marketing, and we've got Kevin Love. And you're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Even if you've got a Coro Garland and Mobley out there with them, yeah. Toronto are just going to go look at that and go, mmm, barbecue chicken. And it was. Uh, so they got smashed. Uh, the, what, Darius, he was all right. It was uh, old Darius Rucker Duty Garland. 18 points, 10 assists. He shot like shit, though. 7 of 18 for that. 1 of 6 on threes. Lowry had 20 points. He was good. Just defensively, just... Ugh. Uh, 12 and 10 for Kevin Love. And Mobley had 11 points, 8 rebounds and 3 blocks. My sweet baby, Karis Levert. He had 11 off the bench, 16 from Lamar. It was just not enough on D, though, for this Cavs team at the moment. It was like the underrated aspect, I think, of uh, the Rubio edition, right? Because when they lose Sexton, it's like, screw it, we'll just play Darius and we'll play Ru- uh, Ricky. And Ricky Tikitata, is, uh, as aged as he is now, can still bring it on D and sort of gave them a different look, but... 
I'll tell you what they could use. King Delhi, bring him home, the king. They need him, do it. Uh, the Raptors, meanwhile, Siakam had 35, 6, and 5. He was awesome. He shot 6 of 7 from 3. What a game. The OG Ananobi had 14 in his return. Chris Bobby Boucher had 17 and 8 off the bench. Scotty Barnes, we had the, uh, yeah, this is a bit of the rookie of the year. Hammer and tongs back and forth. Scotty Barnes versus Moby Mobley had a big dunk. Scotty Barnes went, fuck it, I can do that too. Bang! Scotty Barnes ended up with 11, 6, and 4, a couple of steals and a block. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, as mentioned, 4 of 9 shooting. 10 points, 8 assists, but god damn, he's just, he's horrifying every time he's out there. Got to keep an eye on him. Cleveland. Cleveland! Dropped to 41 and 32. That's the exact same as Toronto. Watch out now, because that means the Raps are tied. Uh, That's the 6-7 at the moment. So, every game is wild. Anyone who says that the plane is fucking stupid is an idiot. Because this is awesome. Down the stretch, we've got jostling all the way to the end of the season. Do you want a guaranteed playoff spot, or do you want to have to fight and claw your way in through the play-in tournament? This is unreal. Toronto won seven in the last nine as well. They want that six spot. Shit, they might get the five. We'll talk about that later. Memphis kicked the shit out of Indy. Who cares? 133-103. Even under back-to-back Memphis, without their best player, Ja Morant, they just keep winning. Uh, this was a smashing. They dropped 44 on him in the first quarter. Desmond Bone. Uh, he had like 13 in the first quarter. Just Tyus Jones hit some threes. So did De'Anthony Melton. Uh, they hit 10 threes in the first quarter. It was nuts. Meanwhile, the Pacers went 2 of 12. Gross! And it was 100% packer up boys from there for the Pacers. 1, 2, 3, Cancun! Even Tyrese Halliburton just leaning into his depressed state having been traded from his beloved Sacramento. Nine points on nine shots, eight assists. Five of 12 shooting for Buddy Hill for his 11 points. Gross. Lance Lance make him dance was great, though. 25 points, five of five from three. I love it. And Terry Taylor was a handy 17 and five. Uh, meanwhile, the Grizz does run brain 35 and five. That's right. 30 points, five rebounds, five assists. He shot 12 of 15. He hit five of seven from three. You'll remember he went six of 10 yesterday. And DeAnthony went, Melton went six of 10 as well. And uh, went 5 of 9 today. So between the two of them, what was it, 12 of 20 yesterday. Today they go 10 of, uh, I want to say, 26. That's awesome. No, 16. What do you, Use your fucking maths, Jimmy. God damn it. 19 points for DeAnthony Melton. 20 for Triple J. Jared Jackson Jr. He went 4 of 7 from 3 as well. They went 21 of 42 from 3 as a team. It was awesome. 18 for John Conker. 16 and 5 for Xavier Tillman. Good win for the Grizz. Because a bit of a trap game. Like, India are packing it up. They just don't care anymore. But Memphis on a back-to-back. You never know. Boom. Didn't matter. Indy, 25-49. Memphis, 51-23. Washington got killed. They got straight killed. He got straight killed. By Millie Walker without Giannis, without Middleton. And this was a smashing from the gate. Drew Holiday had 10 points in the first quarter. The Wizards had 13. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) No Kuzma for the Wizards, but seriously, still. Uh, Yeah, 19-point Deficit already in the first quarter, and this game was over. So the Wiz, the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. Was going up against Bobby Portis, fought, and Bobby Portis fought, and around the world, and Blopez, Brooke Lopez. Uh, he had 16 points, 9 rebounds. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Zinger. Zinger, can you give us 35 tonight? You got the boss. 16 to 9, it is. Uh, KCP had 16 points. He shot 5 of 16. Not great. Ish Smith had 17, 7, 6 off the bench, though. The Bucks, they went 16, 35 from 3. Drew Holiday was awesome. 24 and 10. He has been playing out of his skin lately. It's awesome. Grayson Allen with 21, 5 of 7 from deep. 11 and 12 for fighting Bobby Portis. Lopez had 13. 
His, uh, his timing is coming back very nicely as well on uh, defense's bloopers. Had some big moments. Paddy C, Paddy Connaughton hit three threes. He had 16 and 5. And Suj Ibaka had 11 and 5. Washington now 30 and 42. That's uh, just on the brink of elimination now, I reckon, for uh, the Wizards. And uh, the Pacers now eliminated too, BT does. Um, and that leaves the Milwaukee Bucks only one game back of the Miami Heat at 46 and 27. Chicago got belted by the New Orleans Pelicans. They were the Pelicans today, not the Pelicans. 126-109. Now the Bulls can't even beat teams that are merely okay. Uh, but no, seriously, no DeMar DeRozan. He's got a left deductor strain, so you got to hope that that isn't serious. Uh, it's one of those ones you're like, oh, adductor. That's not, uh, if that's actually like a real one, that's not great. But anyway, this is a good game because the Pelicans were down early because... Uh, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, couldn't miss early. He had like 16 in the first quarter. He was, in, like, he was just shooting such dumb shots and they were going in. It was awesome. Uh, but the Pelicans rallied. They needed to win this one. And they were like running a lot through Jonas. Uh, they rode first, what, CJ McCollum getting to his spots. Kept them ticking along. And then a hot Devontae Graham with his new hairdo. Let his uh, hair out. And he's a changed man. He absolutely fucking tore it up. And Jose Alvarado, I reckon he's going to be like, you know, top five fucking fun players in the NBA right now. I love it. He caused some shit late by going out for a layup when it was already done. And uh, you know me, I hate the fucking unwritten rules. It's like, oh, man, don't try to score at the end, bro. You've already beaten us. It's like, how about you fucking play to the last buzzer? That's why you're getting beaten, you fucking idiots. And uh, Tristan Thompson got tossed because that's what he does now. Uh, But a good game. Big win for the Pals. They needed it. And they got it. Uh, the Bulls had 15 turnovers. They shot over 51%. That really hurt. And Levine had 39 in the end. He was awesome. 4 of 11 on threes. 16 and 9 for Vooch and Kobe. Kobe White. He was really good. He was 3 of 3 from th- free for free from 3 in the second quarter. Ends up 5 of 8 with 23 points. They really need Kobe just to hit like a uh, level of consistency to really prop up that bench unit, which has not been good of late. Uh, Chicago. So obviously you take away DeMar. You need Kobe to step up. He did. Nobody else really did. Caruso at 11 points. Not enough, though. Patch Williams had two points in his 17 minutes. Uh, he's obviously, you know, slowly, slowly coming back. But, oof, the rest of that Bull team, Bulls team. Uh, Devontae Graham had 30 points and four assists. He was awesome. Five or seven on threes. Eight or 12 overall. 25 and six for CJ. My name is Jonas Valanciunas, 16 and 19. What a game. I love it. The big Lithuanian looking down the floor at the big Montenegrin. Vooch, and just going, I'm going to fuck this guy up. Yes, 15 points, 7 assists, 3 steals for Jose Alvarado. He's awesome. And Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. played his first game back, uh, coming back from injury. Looked rusty, but got going eventually there at the end of it. 9-4, and not bloody bad. Anyway, Chicago, 42-31. and Now, if you cast your mind back to the Cleveland... Cleveland! ...and Toronto game, they are 41-32. and the Bulls, therefore, only one game ahead of the Cavs and the Raps in the 6-7 spot. So 5-6-7 is absolute chaos at the moment. Meanwhile, the Pelicans actually jumped ahead of the Lakers. Because uh, I'll tell you what, pretty easy answer for that one. The Lakers stink! That's right. 31-42, uh, and 42, both those teams. And also keeps them two and a half games, oh, two games up on the Spurs, sort of sneaking up behind. So... Good win for the Pals. They really needed it. And finally, awesome game to round out the day. Phoenix beat Denver 141-30. Super tight. Great game. All game. But down the stretch, and this is like one of those worrisome moments where you go, ah, Denver just could not stop the Suns from doing whatever they wanted. Huh. 
And by the time Michael Malone got a joker back out there, basically the Suns sort of had wrested control of the game away from the Nugs and then just out-executed them for the last, like, six minutes, no problems. Like, they've got focus and awareness about them in the clutch that is just horrifying for the other team, right? And Denver felt ragged at times trying to combat it. Like, Joker's still incredible, but Aiton just sort of made him work enough that he wasn't getting that much easy. Like, he shot 9 of 10 Joker, but it still felt like he didn't have the outsized impact he usually would have on a game like this. And this is the sort of game, though, if you're Denver, you're like, fuck, man, if we had Jam and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., who knows what could happen here. So, awesome stuff. I would very much like a uh, Phoenix-Denver series. That'd be, like, just wildly entertaining basketball. So, the Nuggets, Joker ends up with 28-6-6, from the floor, as mentioned, one or two on threes. He had eight turnovers, though, and this is the thing with Phoenix. Like, they just hassled him all the time. 21-6 and six for Air Gordon, 10-16 shooting for him. 17 points and 8 assists for Will the Thrill Barton. Monty Morris had 15-4, and four, hit four of six threes. And uh, Bones, love him. 23 off the bench as well for Bones Highland. But they just couldn't stop the Suns, could they? 13-27 from three. That's pretty good. And they shot 60% from the floor as well. I'm no math magician, but that's good. Eight turnovers to 16 turnovers. Good job by the Suns. Booker was fucking phenomenal. 49 points. 10 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 steals, a block. He shot 16 to 25. He was awesome. That's a new season high for Book. What a game. Just controlled it too. 17 and 13 for Chris Paul in his return. 22 for Michael Bridges. Aiton was really good. 16 and 7. And Jay Crowder knocked in 4 threes for his 12 points. They're just a complete team. And they've just won 60 games. That's right. Denver dropped to 43 and 21. That leaves Denver one game up on the Wolves again. Uh, in the 6-7 matchup at the moment, and the jostling. Uh, meanwhile, the Suns are 60 wins and 14 losses. They've won seven on the trot. That's pretty good. That's uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, the NBA show approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Uh, Siakam and Booker. Two of my favorite performances today. Siakam was incredible. 35, 6, and 5. That's 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Shot 12 of 20, 6 of 7 on threes, 5 of 5 of the line. But goddamn. So Siakam, you'll remember, had a horrible start to the season. Uh, injuries and then came back and COVID and got back and just tore it up. And then, you know, sort of fell apart a little bit as sort of they missed bits and pieces of that Raptors team around him. But, man, as I said earlier, like when it's actually clicking, they are awesome fun to watch. So good job, Siakam. But Devin Booker, like, I mean, he's got fucking Kyrie out there tweeting NBA MVP at Devin Booker. It's like, all right, we might have to settle down a little bit on the MVP chatter, but, geez, like it's going to make him pretty bloody hard to leave him off your all-NBA teams. Uh, First team, even. Like, holy shit. Do you go Jar and Booker? My lord! Who knows what is going to happen in All-NBA? We'll have to uh, talk about that in the next couple of weeks. But anyway, 49 points for Booker, 10 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 steals, a block. He shot 16 of 25, 2 of 5 on threes, and 15 of 17 of the stripe. He controlled the game. Always was just kind of like, I would like to get 50, but I'm going to make the correct basketball play. Because the Nuggets were like, nah, he's going to go for 50. Let's not let him get 50. And he's like, all right, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy with 49. He got to 49 because of what free throws right at the death. But, I mean, hot damn. He was just carving it the fuck up. Like, 
Through three quarters, he had 43. He only got six points in that last quarter. It didn't matter because they just stymied them. And they just kept feeding Michael Bridges. He had every shot. Chris Paul was looking good. Campaign was really, really, really handy, and they won the bloody game. Devin Booker made the right plays at the right time, got his 49. They got the win. That's their 60th. He's fucking awesome. So is Pascal Siakam. That's a knife. Those were some bloody knives. Spot of the night. Spud, 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 of the night. Spud time. It is real spud time, isn't it? Uh, enjoying some spud-worthy performances today. Only five games. We still had some pretty big body spuds. I don't that much. Um, the spuds, Jordan Nawara going 0 of 6 in a game where they just beat the shit out of the Wizards was pretty weird. You're like, Jordan, how do you not get any of your game, any of your shots to go? That's weird. Kiefer Sykes, former Southeast Melbourne Magic Phoenix player. Love that. 0 of 5 in that smashing by the Grizzlies against the Pacers. One assist, one turnover. Five, uh, five points on fourteen. Uh, sorry, five shots made on fourteen attempts for O'Shea Brissett. He went one or seven from three for the Pacers as well. Uh, but probably my favourite was the notorious KCP getting uh, sixteen points. Oh, Jimmy, that's not bad. Yeah, he shot five of sixteen. <laughs> that's pretty bloody bad. Three of ten on threes, not ideal. Just some good spud work though. You love to see it. Yeah, the opposite of that was like Michael Bridges going eight of nine today. He was awesome. Anyway, who was old made new maids? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, Tristan Thompson, he's won this award twice this week. I think everyone just fucking hates that guy, right? They're like, Tristan, you suck. You're like, you just fucked in the head, mate. I just hate you. And they're just like, every chance people get to get in Tristan Thompson's shit, they do. You saw it with the Bucks the other day. You saw it today. With uh, the Pelicans even going after him. Like, Jose Alvarado is not afraid of anybody. Like, that motherfucker's from Queens. He's like, Tristan Thompson, I will fucking deck you, you dickhead. Have a crack. Go on, you big sookie la-la. And T2's like, oh, no, you can't say that to me. And then got tossed. (laughs) I love it. Blow it out your ass, Tristan Thompson. Panting of the night. Ah, uh, the Pacers just got pants, didn't they? That was... And so did the Wizards. Um, good day, if you uh, followed my tips yesterday. We went 5-5. Five five. That's our second straight... Uh, not second straight, but our second day this week. We've been perfect on the picks. We went 4-4 four four on Wednesday and then 5-5 five five today. So, not bloody bad. But uh, I was, you know, tossing up whether or not the Bucks would cover the big line in Memphis as well, right? But Indy, like, as soon as they came out, I'm like, oh, no, nah, this is fine. <laughs> 44 in the first quarter... And obviously the Bucks are up 19 in the first. It's like, oh my God, these teams have just given up and nailed it. <laughs> so it was pantsing on both sides. Uh, but then obviously, as mentioned, the Cavs and the Raptors, Mobley absolutely demolisherated Chris Bobby Boucher on a dunk. And then Scotty Barnes just went straight back the other way and got him back. So that was a good double pantsing, you know? No one's walking away from that because their pants are around their ankles. Better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Bones! Every time the Bones are going to do something, he's going to win better than Lonzo Ball. Because he was awesome today. 23 points for the Nugs. 7 of 13 shooting. 4 of 8 from 3. He was the only thing keeping them in it for long stretches of this game. 
Uh, three assists, two rebounds, a steal, and a block. Uh, he's a weapon. And I do love that, like, you know, every time they talk about him on a broadcast, they do have to mention the fact that he jumped out of a second-story window to escape a fire. You're like, yes, we have heard this story 87 times, but it is a fucking incredible story, so that's fine. So Bones Island today, better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, it's Friday. That means Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the week! Ah, uh, Jimmy Butler. This is pretty easy because, I look, it doesn't matter what level of basketball you're playing. If you're trying to fight your coach, yeah, it's a bit of a dickhead move, isn't it? Like, you cannot respect your coach if they're kind of a dick, whatever, but trying to fight him, nah, it just seems like a pretty blanket no-no. <laughs> like, you know, I'm wearing a Sprewell jersey right now. There was a reason he was in Minnesota. Because he choked out PJ Carlissimo. Jimmy Butler didn't choke out Spo. I would have loved to have seen him fucking try. Because A, Udonis Haslam would have knocked his block off. But also, as I said yesterday, Spo would have given a pretty good account for himself, I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, pretty big dickheaded move by Jimmy Butler. I will talk about that again in a second. So we'll do that right now. After your Nas. Right now, I guess. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 Let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. That's right. Go get your merch. Get your merch. Listen to the man. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. 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 Get it from NBAAustralia.com slash shop or click on any of the links on our face here or the socials. Off you go. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. I think we're all out of stubby holders. I need to put in another order. Uh, but go check it out. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. And what are you doing? Come on, help the brother out. I'm going to move some of that stuff out of that room anyway. Right, let's do some yeah, nahs, where we take some NBA storylines, decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, are you happy that the Kobe's are back, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Yeah, like the Kobe's have always been pretty fucking good. And, I mean, actually, to be fair, ironically, for all the shit I give him, one of my favorite shoes are the Kyrie's. Uh, they're a bit hit or miss. But yeah, the Kobe's, similar vibes. I think there's like a pretty... Uh, good consistency about the Kobe's, though. And it would be nice, I think, though, if they made one of these signature shoes, you know, similar to the Gazies. Make it make it a bit cheaper. Off you go. If all the proceeds are going to go to a good cause, you might more, move more units. What are you doing? But, yeah, the Kobe's are usually pretty good, so I'm happy that Nike are uh, sticking with it. Will the Nets be praying for the Bulls or Cavs to slip to the seven seed? Yeah, nah, fuck yeah. So after today's game where you've got the Cavs uh, getting their asses handed them by the Raps and the Bulls getting just obliterated by the Pals. Like, the Nets have just got to be sitting there going, fucking please let one of those guys slip to the seven seed. We don't want to play the Raptors. They've got like 87 dudes they can throw on KD and Kyrie and then we're fucked. Whereas the Bulls or Cavs, you can easily see the Nets like sorting out that seven or eight seed game, uh, the seven eights matchup and, uh, you know, locking away a seven seed. Whereas against the Raptors, shit. 
that's just a much tougher fucking <laughs> one-off game, right? So, yeah, the Nets are definitely in for that. Uh, Jez Oz sent in this one yesterday. Rusty Westbrook might actually fit in with Julius Randle, a.k.a. Patrick Ewing off Wish at New York. And a trade for Kemba and Fournier could work for both teams. Yeah, nah. I actually kind of like this. I think it's one of those last sort of bastions of places where they're so bereft. Bereft, I tell you. Of big names. And, I mean, Rusty will be, you know, basically more or less an expiring contract. That the Kemba and Fournier thing just has not worked out. So if you can maybe uh, throw Rusty in there, maybe he and Randall work but at the same time. I don't know. Just any sort of point guard in New York would be pretty fucking handy. Ah, <laughs> uh, like Emmanuel Quickly's good. I don't mind him. You've still got D Rose, but yeah. I mean, this sort of goes on to the back of this sort of question about Rusty earlier in the week, right? Like, does he get a contract anywhere that's not shit? And the answer is probably no. The Knicks might be like the last best team for Rusty to glom onto that isn't like. You know, a Sacramento or somebody. Orlando. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Indiana. Um, so I actually kind of like it. And Jez adds, uh, flip side is, it turns both teams into a bigger shit show and we get to laugh at them more. Win-win for us. Yeah, nah, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, Rusty in New York would be hilarious. And uh, because that might just be the end of his career. Uh, last one for me. Was that the death knell for heat culture? Yeah, nah, fuck no. No chance. Um it is a 25-year, you know, process of heat culture so far, right? Riley coaching and uh, taking over, making sure everyone's accountable and everything. And I hope you're watching Winning Time because the Riley uh, spot done by Adrian Brody has been fucking awesome so far. Uh, but anyway, look, this thing about, like, heat culture, I think they will be fine. And I'll talk about that again in the Unpopular Opinion. But isn't the weird thing that Jimmy Butler's kind of always a dick? And you're like, yeah, it's Jimmy B and Jimmy. It's like, yeah, all right. He's a dick. He doesn't have the resume and results to really back up justifying that too much. It's like you made a finals. When you finally get to Miami, the one place that works as hard or if not harder than you, and then you crack it at Spo. get the fuck out of here. Spo's won titles, Jimmy. You want to have a crack at him? Guess what? You're not going to win that. <laughs> so... It just sort of comes down to, like, heat culture can withstand Jimmy Butler being a dick. And you can see it on, like, the rest of his teammates' faces with, like, fucking Jimmy, here we go. What are you going to do? Listen to some more country music, you dick? <laughs> and Jimmy Butler's just a dick. We all get it. Uh, speaking of which, I'm Bob the Opinion of the Day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. That said, I'm 100% not worried about the heat story at all. Like, I reckon if it was 20 other, 25 other teams, I'd be way more worried, but the heat will be fine. The only problem is... I do feel like they have been sort of wavering for a little bit there and you've sort of seen it come home to roost this week where, as I pointed out yesterday, right, they had three. their three best players actually play awesome. But without Hero, it's like, oh, hang on a minute. They shouldn't need Tyler Hero that much. You got Duncan, you're paying Duncan Robertson a shit ton of money. You've got Struess. Struess could hit the side of a fucking barn. you got one of the Martins. Go on. What are you doing? Um, so I'm not worried about that actual fracas turmoil on the bench insofar as I am about like them having two weeks to sort of get all their dudes healthy and on the court all at once and see if they can actually get a bit of consistency rolling in the playoffs. Because as good as they've been all year, like 
the Bucks, the Celtics, they're not going to be afraid of them. So, I don't know. Even the Sixers. Yeah, tricky. Anyway, uh, I mean, actually, so what did I say? 25 teams I'd be worried about. What are the other ones that I wouldn't worry about if same sort of stuff happened? Golden State. Wouldn't worry about that. Phoenix, same vibes. you got Chris Paul there to kick everybody's heads in. Monty Williams is pretty chill. The Bucks. I think if like Chris Middleton, I mean, they're all very chill, right? Giannis, Middleton, Giroux. I can't, like if Bobby Portis started punching on with somebody on the uh, sideline, we'd be a little bit worried, but not as a uh, franchise as a whole. The Clippers, I mean, that's a bit of Ty Lue respect. Like the Grizz have been so much fun that I can't imagine that something like that had happened. You'd definitely see it happening on the Nets. <laughs> Kyrie just fucking throwing a punch at Steve Nash. Anyway, uh, what about Outback Takehouse for today? It's Friday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, four for one TGIF oil drum cans full of icy cold. Foster's Lager. That's right, it's Australian for horse piss. I mean, beer, fuck. Oh, I've got to stop saying the quiet part out loud. Either way, you yanks will lap it up because you think that, like, we like Fosters or some shit. Whatever. Drink it up, you idiots. Only at our back. And today's Flame Grill take is... Based on today's game, the Phoenix Suns will go 12-0 on their way to the finals again. Only at our back. 12-0. Could they do it? I don't know. I don't think so. But the... uh, Because the West is uh, pretty bloody tough. But the Warriors just don't look the sort of same. You saw them, you know, handle the Nuggets. You feel like they're in a series. The Nuggets might take one or two. <laughs> the Mavericks would be fun. I don't know, man. The Suns are just... Ro- They've won 60 fucking games. It's incredible. All right, Australian player watch right after this. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch. No actual Aussies in uh, action today, but there was this sort of slight little uh, update on Josh Giddy, uh, where they sort of went through like a little bit of on-court stuff apparently today, and uh, SGA's ankle didn't respond as well as they'd hoped for OKC, which is just some really good, really good tanking. <laughs> but uh, the rest of it was a kind of moment where it's like, oh, yeah, no, nah, look, they were both limited in practice. It's fine. I just don't know if they bother bringing Josh back. So, you know, here we go. He's got to, he's got to go to his throwback store appearance in Sydney. So why would you uh, jeopardize that? <laughs> but we do have a lot of the Aussies in action over the weekend. So let's do a uh, Luke Longley Award. The role player, the bloke who just does their bloody job of the week. Let's do that. Because this week it goes to... That's right. Heat culture himself, Udonis Haslam. What a legend. I absolutely love a bit of Udonis Haslam because he basically has been retired for five years but is still on the Heat's roster, which I respect the absolute hell out of. And he's just doing his job, which is... Keep Jimmy Butler the fucking line. He's 41, Udonis Haslam. And he doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's like, nah, man. Whatever, bro. I'll just kick some heads if I need to. And that's what he does. It's really cool. So, my favorite part is, like, he's 
actually had a couple of games. Like, he's played fuck all games in the last five years. Seriously. I think... Uh, so this guy, this year he's played 10 games. Last year he played one. The year before that he played four. The year before that, 10. The years before that, 14 and 16. It's literally been since 2014-15 that he's played meaningful minutes and he's still getting paid. That's seven years ago. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, 14-15, he had a game where he scored 18 points. Since then, he's, like, high as 12. <laughs> that was in one game. He's barely playing. I love it. That's like, apart from being, like, the vice president of common fucking sense for the NBA, it's got to be the best gig in the world, right? I'd be so suited just, like, sitting on the bench, being the wise old head. Wouldn't you love to do that? So, Udonis Haslam. All he does is do his bloody job, be a coach on the bench, keep Jimmy Butler in line, be the epitome of heat culture. And, like, he had a three-game stretch over Christmas where they were super short-handed. He scored 18 of his 28 total points this season in those three games. (laughs) That's so good. So all he does, sit there, hang out, look menacing, and that is a great gig. Great job on you, Udonis Haslam. All right, the Penny Mills Game Day Bullet Game Day Twitter check-in. Jingling Joe Ingles. Absolutely love this one. Talking about today, a uh, video, black and white video of him in the Trailblazers facility. Bye-bye crutches, next step forward. And that's him doing some like leg lifts, walking along in the Blazers facility. Watch out. Jingles is coming back. <laughs> He's so good. That's awesome. Only Jingles. Right. Game previews and picks for the weekend. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's the dog going? Oh, great. Went to the footy last night. Carlton won. That was pretty awesome. First game I've been to where they've won since 2019. Uh, had a great time. My uncle over from the UK. It's only his second game in 30 years, and they've won both. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> I've said, like, until they lose, he's not allowed home. This is fucked. Anyway, today we went 5-5 five of five on the picks. Nailed it which leaves us at 623 of 1,089 picks for the season. Pretty bloody good if you ask me. Right, we've got seven games tomorrow, eight games on Sunday, and seven games on Monday. Uh, some absolutely fascinating matchups this weekend. It's like a weird, squirrely bit of the schedule where you've got some strange, strange matchups. Uh, you've got Utah at Charlotte. Sure. The Yaz are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the uh, Hornets, who have sort of just come off like, you know, a bit of a run. You know, Charlotte is like, oh, man, we might win a bunch of games, eh? And they're feeling good about themselves. Well, they win like five in a row. Then they lose to the Knicks. Knicks playing them back-to-back, playing all their young dudes. This is the bit where Charlotte then lose five in a row, isn't it? So I'm going to have to go to the Yaz here, minus three and a half. I just think go bear in the middle. Uh, the weapons that they have between Donnie Mitchell, Jordan Jeremy Clarks. I don't know if Charlotte's defense can slow him down, so give me Utah minus three and a half. They need a win. Washington go to Detroit basketball. The Wizards having been just absolutely pants by the Bucks today. Uh, the Pistons are two and a half point favorites over the Wiz. <laughs> That's so good. And I'm going to have to go Detroit because they're just playing their asses off at the moment. So give me the Pistons minus two and a half. Golden State go to Atlanta. This is a fascinating one as well, right? With Golden State already sort of pulling out the uh, sneaky win over Miami. Uh, I'm going to have to go Atlanta here. I just think Atlanta probably have too many weapons. Like, you've got Clay coming back. You'll have Draymond coming back. I think Atlanta are about to handle them without Steph, though. So give me Atlanta minus one and a half. 
Miami! Oh, jeez. The Knicks are going to cop it. The Heat are going to kick the shit out of somebody. And that somebody's going to be the Knicks. After all the turmoil, the Heat will come back out on fire and they will smash the Knicks tomorrow. Five and a half point favorites. Taking that in a heartbeat. Dallas go to Minnesota. They're one and a half point underdogs against the Wolves. I might take Dallas. I think they can uh, sort that one out. Houston are three and a half point favorites in Portland. That's against the Portland Timber Blazers, the G-Leaguers. I have to go Houston because Portland, they suck. Uh, Philly, they go to the Clippers. The Clippers are five and a half point underdogs at home against Philly. Uh, Might have to go the Clippers. Can you trust Philly as far as you can throw them? Probably not. But you do have Maxi, you've got Harden, you've got Embiid, you've got Tobias Harris, the most clippery clipper who ever clipped. And I don't know. I just kind of think that the Clippers might make them work pretty hard. I think Philly eke out a win, but it's very close, and the Clippers cover the five and a half. Sunday, we start at 8 a.m. We've got the San Antonio Bandera Spurs going to the New Orleans Pelicans. I think they will be the Pelicans, not the Pelicans, and they'll back up another big win because this is a huge playing game, ramifications game, isn't it? Pals trying to keep the San Antonio Bandera Spurs at bay. They need the win, and I think they'll get it. I think Jonas smashes... Teenage Mutant Yucca, Purtle and Co. And the Pals roll. Orlando hosts Sacramento, which is a weird one. I don't know what to make of this. I'm going to go the Magic because they're at home. They play hard. The tank is in. But Sacramento are just shit. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. Give me the Magic. Toronto, they host Indy. The Raptors are going to smash them. Chicago, they go to Cleveland. Uh, fascinating game. Talk about fascinating matchups. This is definitely one of them, right? Chicago going to Cleveland. I can see Vooch and Levine having their way with Cleveland, but at the same time, I mean, Cleveland play fucking hard. Uh, I'm just going to land with the Bulls, I think, just really slightly. They can just eke that one out. Brooklyn go to Miami. So Miami, having just played the Knicks at home, they've got a home and a home back-to-back. The Heat. I think Brooklyn could probably win that one. That's a fascinating game, though. I think KD is going to just go off his head. Milwaukee, they go to Memphis. I'll take the Bucks. Uh... Because, look, as good as the Grizzlies have been, without Jar, if the Bucks come in and have Giannis and have Middleton, that's going to be a rude awakening, I think, for the uh, Grizzlies. Because I just don't know if they've got anyone of the sort of size to try to cover Giannis. Oof, Triple J. I can't quite see it. And then Midi going absolutely ham. Giroux. Yeah, I'll have to go the Bucks. Denver, they host OKC. Give me the Nuggets. Uh, the tank is definitely in for OKC. Portland and Houston play again in Houston. That's, uh, no, sorry, in Portland. There's two back-to-back games against the same uh, opponent, which is pretty weird and kind of cool. <laughs> so the problem is Portland stink and uh, we'll probably lose both those to Houston. So... I don't know. Can they sneak one out? I think Houston will probably have to try to tank, out-tank Portland in one of these games. So I'll take Portland to win the second one. So give me Houston game one, minus three and a half, and then Portland to beat them the next day. And then finally, Monday, we've got seven games. We've got the Knicks at Detroit. I'll take the Knicks. That's That's at 6.30. We've got Minnesota at Boston, an absolute belter of a matchup. Cat versus Time Lord. Tatum out there. I think the Celtics' defense will be a bit too much for the Wolves, though. Golden State go to Washington. They've packed it up. Give me the Warriors. Phoenix, Philly. Yes! CP3 and Booker versus Harden and Embiid. Yes, hook this to my veins. I think I might go Phoenix. I think this might be just the absolute fucking big statement game of like, we're not to be trifled with. We've won 60 plus games. We're awesome. 
fucking blow it out your ass and they beat Philly. New Orleans host the Lakers. Oh, this talk, what a massive weekend it is for the Pelicans. They first play the Spurs and then they play the Lakers. I think the Pelicans can win both. Give me the Pels hosting the Lakers. Uh, Brooklyn, they host Charlotte, a team that they just, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen in this one? Give me Brooklyn, though. Kyrie's first game at home. Unbelievable, isn't it? That's hilarious. He's going to go off chops. And then finally, Dallas-Utah, one of those great matchups. This is uh, currently the 4-5 seeds. This is fascinating. We've seen a couple of weird, strange games. And I'm a bit excited about this one. So give me, I think we're going to land with Dallas. Because, uh, I don't know, I just can't trust Utah. And with Dallas at home, I think they'll have just enough... Uh, because, I mean, it's just like a weird sort of vibe. The Mavericks have won, what, well, they won the last one. Uh, but the Jazz just eked out the first two games, so this one should be a cracker, but I'll take the Mavs. And there you go. Unbelievable. That's 22 games all picked and previewed for you. And we'll wrap them all up on Monday. All right. So, there you go. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IGs, or the socials, you know that. Uh, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Always great. Adam with World Wrestling Australia. He's got an awesome interview on this week. Go check that out on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter for all the uh, links to all the stuff that he does, which is awesome. Get around NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. You heard him. And check us a rating and review on your iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to your podcast with. Boom. Off you go. Get right around it. Uh, it really does help out. I'm not joking. Like... I've got, like, zero budget. <laughs> and uh, I never played in the NBA, so I'm not bogey. Uh, Manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. get 20% off and free shipping and knowable. Download the knowable app. Bang in the code Straya. get 20% off as well. Go get smart. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats. And, of course, Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinated. Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex, Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all at Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth. Spacey, Apple Music, all the good stuff. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out today's show and this week with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams. And we'll catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a great weekend. Look after yourselves. And later, Rosen. Oh, Kiora Bruce, how's it going, eh? Just Stephen Adams here, Brew, swinging by to run in my diary, eh? So, here goes, Brew. Oh, dear diary, me. It's me, Brew. Stephen Adams, eh? Oh, but you knew that, Brew, because you're my diary, eh? And you know all my deep, dark secrets, man. Oh, like how I thought that my teammate's name was Anthony Brew, but he kept calling himself D. Anthony Brew, like he was calling himself THE Anthony. But I got a bit mixed up, eh? So, but shh, don't tell him. Oh, Brew, it's been a big week, though, eh? I just only recovered from St. Patrick's Day, Brew. I took the fellows out in Atlanta, Brew. And boy, did we have a big one, eh? Oh, Brew, just a few cheeky sarsaparillas there. Oh, boy. It also meant that we were all super hungover, eh? And we got belted by the Hawks. I'll tell you what, Brew. My friend Dylan, he was just spilling out the back, Brew. And my other friend, Desmond, he was spewing in between games and or in between plays and stuff. And it's like, shush, Desmond. If you're going to spew, Brew, spew into this. But anyway... We lost that one, but we've won some after that, Sue. 
Yeah, after that game, everything's been going great, bro. Even though we lost my best friend, Jar, he's out to a bunk knee, bro. Uh, we've still been playing real well, like my other friend, Desmond. I mean, he's been great, eh? And there's been some great stuff from my other friend, The Anthony, bro. I told you, bro, that's his name, eh? The Anthony. And he has also been shooting really good, too, eh? So we've kept on winning, bro, and it's sweet as. There's just a really good vibe at the moment, bro. Just as good as, like, you know, hanging out down in Wellington, bro, with some of my cousins. Just a good vibe, you know? So, yeah, we beat those fellas from Brooklyn, too, this week, bro. My old friend Kevin, from when I used to play in OKC, bro. And that weird little unit, Kyrie, bro. Oh, man, he's weird as he. He was out there going, Oh, Bruce, did you know that I'm not even vaccinated, bro? And that the government's a conspiracy, bro? And that the earth is actually flat? At one point, I had to say, Hey, uh, Kyrie, bro. Oh, just shush up, eh? Because if the world was flat, bro, why couldn't I just go to, like, LA, bro? And go up on a big, like, skyscraper? And, like, see all the way to New Zealand, bro? That made him think, and he shut up pretty quick, eh? So, yeah. And even uh, Coach Taylor, bro, he's all like, Oh, fellas, you're doing great, as, and if you keep up, this, we'll have an end of your trip to go get some delicious Memphis barbecue brew. And I'm like, oh, sweet as it sounds delicious brew. So, yeah, it sounds amazing. Oh, and that reminds me, I better get back to the hungy I'm cooking for my friend Jar. It's a special get better soon brew hungy, which he'll love brew. That'll keep him entertained for a couple of weeks, eh? So, until next week, brew. Cheer, cheer. Love. Stephen MZ.